Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. NBC and Paper Make Pens bring you Fibber McGee and Molly Transcribed. The show is written by Bill Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutton. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. Yes, it's time to mail for Christmas. Out-of-town parcels and greeting cards should be mailed before December 11th and local mail before December 14th. Don't let late arrival detract from your gifts and greetings. Mail today. Now here are some mailing tips from the post office to help speed your mail along. Pack and wrap securely. Address plainly and in ink. Don't put foods that spoil quickly in parcels headed for distant points. Written greetings like Merry Christmas or With Best Wishes are okay, but don't put messages or letters in your parcels, or you'll have to pay the first class rate. However, you can paste that letter on the front of the parcel, but be sure to address the envelope and put a three-cent stamp on it. You may use Christmas seals, but avoid putting them on the address side of your parcel. Remember to use correct zone numbers. They're part of the address. And don't forget to put your return address in the upper left-hand corner. For speediest service, use Airmail Air Parcel Post. Well, Mr. McGee had high hopes of winning a snapshot contest last week, and boy, was he busy. 118 pictures he took, and one of them turned out nice and clear. Unfortunately, it wasn't a very interesting picture, just a lot of cars and a traffic jam downtown, so he gathered up all his films and threw them in the incinerator. That was a mistake. Of all the dirty, rotten luck. Couldn't find it, huh? I sifted through them ashes six times and not a trace of that negative. Burned to a crisp. Oh, dear. Dad, right here's that insurance company just begging to pay me 75 bucks for that picture, and when did they tell me? After you burnt it. Right. If I could have just found a little piece of that film, even... Just enough to show the license number on that convertible that caused the accident. That's all they wanted, just the license, the convertible. I know, dearie. Seventy-five bucks. Doggone it, why'd I have to go burn up them negatives anyhow? What was my stupid hurry? You're just impulsive. My gosh, I'm not that crazy about fires. Maybe it was fate. Fate? Yes. Maybe you're just not meant to have seventy-five dollars in your hand all at one time. Oh, what the... Maybe you'd have run out and bought a new fly rod, and uh, dashed out to Dugan's Lake and gone fishing and stood up in the boat and turned it over and fell in the water and got in the morning. Oh, I wouldn't have never done any such a thing. Fishing season's closed. If you had, though, it could have been serious. Teenie's in school now, and she wouldn't be there to pull you out like she did the last time. Teenie? Yeah, teeny. Sure, teeny. Yeah, sure. Teeny, you remember it was only two feet deep and she weighed it no, out. No, 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 that ain't what I mean. Grab your hat. Grab your coat. We may get that 75 bucks yet. What are you talking about? You just told me you burned up the negative. Yeah, but do you remember that enlargement I had to make? Trying to find the cat and the kittens in it? The one where the cars were so clear? Yes, but I thought you burnt that too. No, sir, I gave that to teeny. Friday. Oh, boy, I forgot all about that. Oh, I've got my hat in the coat. Come oh, the on. The pool is just letting out. We can catch her at the gate. Get the car out. Okay, but are you sure you want to wear that hat to the schoolyard? Why not? It's cold out. Well, I don't know if that'll keep your head warm, but it's sure out of panic the youngsters. What you mean? That's a lampshade. Never mind the petty details. Come on, I'll go bareheaded. <laughs> Here come the children now. There she is, over there. Oh, Teeny. Hey, sis. 
Teeny, come here. Oh, hi, Mr. McGee. Hi, Miss McGee. Hello, Teeny. Look, Teeny, we got here as fast as we could. Oh, gee, it's wonderful of you to come to drive me home, Mr. McGee, because... Well, we really came to talk to you about that picture, Teeny. We need that picture. What picture, mister? What picture? The one I gave you Friday. You know, the one with all them nice shiny cars in it. That convertible. Oh, boy. That was a wonderful picture, I betcha. I traded it to Freddy. Freddy? Freddy Fuller. I traded it to him for a spider. A spider? Heavenly days. Isn't that little Freddy Fuller over there kicking that teacher? Yeah, that's Freddy. He does it all the time. She don't kick back like I do, so... He just ran around the corner. Come on, hurry up, Molly. Wait a minute. Don't you want to see my spider? He does a dance with you. There he is, kiddo. Freddy. Freddy Fuller, just a minute. You better not touch me. I bite. I kick, too. No, no, we won't hurt you, Freddy. Don't you remember me? I'm Mrs. McGee, and this is Mr. McGee. Hi, Freddy. Now, look, Freddy, we want to talk over a business deal with you, Freddy. Yes, we just spoke to Tingy, and she told us you've got something we want. So you see... Oh! That... Why'd you say so? I got three left. You can have your choice. Three? Yeah. A black shiny one with long legs, a furry one, and a fat green one with a broken tooth. You can have that one at a discount. Here they are. Take your pick. Ew. Boy, I've been around a lot, but I never thought I'd ever meet a used spider dealer. Well, do you want them or don't you? No, we're not interested in buying a pet right now. Put them back in your hat, Fred. What we want is that picture Teeny gave you yesterday. You know, the one with all them nice shiny cars. Oh, that old thing? I sure got stung on that deal. Couldn't trade it to anybody. We'll give you a quarter for it. Nobody wanted it. Not even that dumb Bobby Tierney. A half a buck. And you know that Bobby Tierney, he'll take anything. We'll make it a buck, a whole dollar. So I just threw it in that trash can over there. I'm not... What did you say? You mean you're going to give me a buck? He must mean that big trash can across the street, dearie. You stay here, Molly. I'll get it. Hurry, McGee. He's gaining on you. Run. Making out your Christmas list? Got a lot of names on it? Well, here's a tip from the McGee's. Just write paper-made pen alongside each name. It makes such a wonderful gift. You betcha. First of all, it's easy to shop for. You can buy a paper-made pen almost anywhere. It's beautiful to look at. Paper-made comes in seven different color combinations. And a free gift box comes with every pen. Don't overlook that. Your paper-made pen in its gift box costs only $1.69. Paper-made is such a practical gift. Everybody can use one. It's handy, handsome, and long-lasting. Paper-made, of course, is the pen approved by bankers and school principals everywhere. It gets this approval because the paper-made pen can't leak. Paper-made ink dries instantly, and it can't smear or transfer. Go buy yourself a paper-made pen and try it. Buy two. They're small. You'll see what we're trying to tell you. The pen that's approved by bankers and teachers and millions of users will be approved by everybody on your Christmas gift list, too. So give a gift you know is right. Give a paper-made pen. I got that insurance guy on the phone and told him I had this picture at last. I thought he was going to kiss me over the phone. Let's see it again, McGee. Look at it. You ever see a clearer picture in your life? There's a convertible that caused the accident. You can read his license just as plain. Look at that sneak trying to get away. Yeah, he would have, too, if I hadn't have been Jerry at the rat hole with my little camera. Ah, 75 bucks that camera's going to make for me. For us. For my ladies' club Christmas fund, to be exact. Yeah. I told you I'd run that dough up for you, Tootsie. When I add this 75 bucks, we're going to get to what we already got put away in the sugar bowl. How much will we have? 
$75 plus what we have at home makes uh, $75.90. Uh, hmm. Well, 75 bucks and 90 cents ain't hey. And I'll prove one thing. I'll prove to them ladies' club friends of yours that the safest place to put your money is have McGee invest it. Mother is proud of you, dearie. As soon as you get this $75, we'll go invest it in the bank because I'm taking no chance. Come on, here's the insurance company. What's this man's name? J.A. Leslie. Lucky I saved his card when I practically threw him out of the house the other day when I thought he was just a salesman. <laughs> Here, here's his office. Good afternoon. Hi. My name is McGee, sis. F. McGee. I got a deal on with Leslie. J.A. Ian? Oh, yes, Mr. McGee. Mr. Leslie's expecting you. Uh, how is old J.A. anyhow? Oh, just fine. He's been made vice president, you know. My goodness, he never told you about that, did he, F.M.? Hmm? Oh, uh, this is my wife, sis. Yes, M. McGee, but you can call me Molly. <laughs> Thanks. My name is Susan. Say, I was just admiring that dress of yours, dear. It's beautiful. Oh, well, thank you. I got it at the Bonton, the Paris room. Really? I shop there, too. Uh, That's where I got this purse to match my alligator shoes. Uh, I went all over town before... Uh, yes, dearie, what is it? Well, before you start that long yarn, how's about letting this girl buzz old J.A. on the buzzer and send me in, huh? I'm a busy man. I haven't got all day. Oh, uh, oh, oh, you can go right in, Mr. McGee. Mr. Leslie's waiting. The door marked private. Well, why didn't you say so? Boy, the day women started taking over the business world. Don't get up, J.A. McGee's my name, F. McGee. I brought the picture and I'm ready to do business. <laughs> oh, aren't men silly? <laughs> They're a caution. <laughs> I suppose J.A. is the same as F.M. <laughs> you know, big business. Holds a board meeting before he decides what tie to put on in the morning. <laughs> oh, Mr. Leslie is a little fussy at times, but he's all right. He must do well. Being vice president of a big company like this is pretty nice. Oh, he deserves it, though. He worked his way up from the field. Left field. A deep left field, in fact. <laughs> Started as a salesman. You don't say. Oh, yes. And believe me, he's quite a talker once he gets going. <laughs> well, believe me, he's just met his match. Oh, excuse me. That's Mr. Leslie's buster now. I'll see what he wants. Probably looking for someone to rescue him. Once McGee gets started gabbing, there's no stopping him. Whoops. Oh, oh I beg your pardon. Uh, that's all right, sis. You can come in. I was just leaving. Well, thanks a lot, J.A. Pleasure to do business with you. Well, kiddo, I closed the deal. Oh, good. We still have ten minutes to get to the bank. Give Mother the $75. I didn't take any $75, kiddo. You didn't? No, sir. Nobody hooks me on their first offer. I ran that guy up to 100 before I even would listen to him. Oh, wonderful. I bet you. You actually out-talked Mr. Leslie, the vice president of the company. And guys soon learn that I'm no pigeon, Tootsie. Good. <laughs> you know what I finally got for the picture? A $200 deal. Oh, you darling. You are a genius. $200? <laughs> Put the cash in my little hot hand and let's run for the bank. Oh, I didn't take cash, Molly. Here's what I got. Look. What is it? A paid-up policy worth 200 bucks. What? Yeah, look at it. Premium paid up for 38 years. Protects me against lightning while flying in balloon races, against runaway horses, including the buggy, double indemnity in case of being shot with poison arrows, three arrows or more. Why, I'm even covered against buffalo stampedes. Why, boy, this ah, is... Ah, a... this is outrageous. <laughs> Right back. Tuesday evenings, you'll enjoy the mystery and adventure program scheduled on the NBC radio network. 
They're thrill-filled listening when William Gargan stars as Barry Craig, the confidential investigator with a penchant for getting himself involved in high adventure. If you like a chuckle with your mystery, then we'll recommend Rocky Fortune to your listening schedule. Frank Sinatra is Rocky Fortune, and he's always getting into more trouble than he bargains for. There's mystery and comedy wrapped up in a truly enjoyable program when you listen to Rocky Fortune, Tuesday nights over most NBC stations. For true stories of your police force in action without the histrionics of fictionalized drama tuned to Dragnet. Quietly and patiently, the police officers on Dragnet follow an actual criminal from the perpetration of his crime to his final sentencing by the courts. Dragnet is true, intriguing, factual entertainment direct from the files of the Los Angeles Police Department. Hear Dragnet on the NBC radio network tomorrow and every Tuesday evening. Ladies and gentlemen, 12 years ago today, December 7th, 1941, we were in bad trouble. We'd been attacked, and our Navy was crippled, and we were hurt, and we were frightened. The reason we were attacked is because we were asleep. We weren't watching. Let's not ever leave ourselves open like that again. The price of peace these days is strength, and the price of freedom is everlasting watchfulness. Some 400,000 volunteer observers are watching American skies right now, helping our Air Force to keep us safe. And you can help. Your Civil Air Defense Headquarters will gladly tell you how. Contact them. The only planes that bomb this nation will be the planes we don't see in time. Good night. Good night, all. NBC and Paper Make Pens have brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed with Stuffy Singer as Freddie Fuller and Marion Richmond as the secretary. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Thank you.